2: Good morning and welcome into another exciting edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagins here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey over the course of the next hour. And we've got a busy, action-packed hour here for you. The Panthers getting ready for tomorrow night's game. They're going to be in Seattle, 9 o'clock, 8.30 Eastern pregame show. We'll have that for you across the radio network game for this five-game road trip for the Panthers. They're on the road against Winnipeg to close out the trip Tuesday. That's going to be an 8 o'clock Eastern time. Start Panthers back home Thursday at FLA Live Arena against the Vegas Golden Knights at 7.00. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. And then a week from tonight at 6, the Panthers will be hosting the San Jose Sharks at FLA Live Arena. Again, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. And the Feltman's Value Packs back for this season. Each Feltman's Value Pack includes Panthers tickets for four, as well as a Feltman's All-Natural Hot Dog, Popcorn, and Soda. Go to FloridaPanthers.com slash Value Pack for more information. Panthers getting ready for the rest of the road trip, but... Over the course of the last couple of nights, they picked up a couple of big wins. Last night, the Panthers had a 2-1 shootout win on the road over the Vancouver Canucks. The night before that, Thursday night, the Panthers were in Edmonton, and they picked up a 6-0 victory over the Oilers. We'll have highlights from both of those games coming up here in just a moment as they aired across the Panthers radio network. Coming up next segment, we'll have a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast. You can always find Territory Talk at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. But this week, Nick Alberga from Sportsnet and NHL.com, he joined Jamison Olive and me on Territory Talk. And we're going to have a cut from that episode coming up next segment. So we'll hear that conversation. And later on in the hour, my broadcast partner across the Panthers radio network, Billy Lindsay, he'll take some time out for us again to talk all things Panthers hockey later on in the hour this is the Panthers Insider Show folks and well let's get right into the highlights from these last couple of wins over the last couple of nights on Thursday the Panthers picked up a 6-0 win over the Oilers here are the Panthers goals as they aired on the Panthers Radio Network Duclair here on the near side out to the line where it's taken by Eckblad Huberto left circle down low worked out in front of a shot in the score it's Barkov off a perfect setup he's able to one time it past Koskinen and the Panthers have a power play goal and a one nothing lead what a pass out front from Sam Reinhart and Barkov with the finish Scooting into the line, Matsour, he's got it. And he'll back in behind the net where it's taken by Reinhardt. And of the shot, and they score. And it's Carter Berhage this time. And the Panthers have a two-nothing lead in Edmonton. In come the Panthers, a shot, and they score. What a laser beam that came in. From Barkov, out of the high slot, over the pad of Koskinen. It's 3-0 Panthers here in the third. Lundell back down to Tippett here on the near side. Two-on-two two battle here on the near wallow Owen Tippett to Sam Bennett. Cuts in on that backhand try, and he scores. Sam Bennett stays red hot. A power play goal for the Panthers, who take a 5 nothing lead. Owen Tippett, he'll take it off to the far boards. Through the far circle, pass back, Tippett a shot, and he scores! And Owen Tippett makes it 6-0. Panthers here in the final couple of minutes of the third period. The Panthers just pouring it on the Edmonton Oilers. So a 6-0 win for the Panthers on the road. Over the Edmonton Oilers. Last night, the Panthers went into Vancouver. Game 41 of 82. The halfway point of the campaign. And the Panthers picked up a big shootout victory by a 2-1 final score. Here are the highlights and the shootout as it played out on the Panthers Radio Network. Heck, Blad in the offensive end. Has it. Top of the far circle. Huberto sneaks it across to Duclair. Out in front. Bouncing puck. They score. It's jammed home on the doorstep. And it's Sam Reinhardt who got a piece of that one. A power play goal, and the Panthers have tied this game at 1. In comes Brock Besser to start down to our left, makes a move backhand. He scores, and Brock Besser has given Vancouver the 1-0 lead in the shootout. Panthers looking to tie here in the shootout. Anton Lundell is going to go next. And he'll take it left to right, heads in down to our right, touches the near circle, cuts in front, Lindell back in, and he scores. And the Panthers have tied it here in the shootout. Quinn Hughes for Vancouver, he's going to walk in, splits the circles, back in, big save, Spencer Knight with the left pad. Foiled by night there, here's Barkov with a chance to win it for the Panthers, heads down to a right, Barkov cuts in between the circles, back in, he scores, what a move, Barkov and the Panthers have won it in the shootout in Vancouver, 2-1 the final score. So a victory for the Panthers last night, on the road over the Vancouver Canucks, 2-1 the final score. In a shootout, so the Panthers go off to Seattle for a game tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8.30, Panthers preview across the radio network. Panthers fans, go to FLATeamShop.com for exclusive Panthers-licensed merchandise, including one-of-a-kind game-use gear, hockey-inspired fashion apparel, and much more. Shop now at FLATeamShop.com. It's not just the Florida Panthers. It's the first-place Panthers' best record in the National Hockey League. Here at this juncture of the campaign, we'll continue talking about the Red Hot as we roll along later on in the hour, my broadcast partner on the Panthers Radio Network, Billy Lindsay, He'll stop by, but next segment, a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast. Jameson Olive and I were joined by Nick Alberga from Sportsnet and NHL.com. You can hear a cut from that episode straight ahead. This is the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Panthers hockey. We are going to revisit this week's Territory Talk podcast, which you can find, of course, at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. It's the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Jamison Olive and I have new episodes for you each and every week. We are going to revisit our conversation from earlier this week with Nick Alberga. You know him from Sportsnet, from NHL.com. You know him really well if you're a fantasy hockey player. Covers the game from a fantasy perspective quite a bit. We're going to have a conversation with him coming up here in just a moment from this week's edition of Territory Talk. The Panthers of course the rare saturday night with no game tomorrow night though the panthers back at it as they continue their western conference road trip they will have a game coming up tomorrow night nine eastern will be on the air at 8 30 with panthers preview across the radio network the panthers and the seattle Kraken. that's going to be tomorrow night nine eastern when the panthers take on seattle folks everything better to group bring out the family friends anyone ready for the ultimate fan experience you can receive amazing benefits including special group pricing a well Welcome message on the Jumbotron and more. For more information, go to floridapanthers.com slash groups or call 954-835-PUCK. Panthers back at home coming up on Thursday against the Vegas Golden Knights and then Saturday against the San Jose Sharks. The Panthers back at home at FLA Live Arena, of course, after the final two games of this road trip tomorrow night in Seattle, Tuesday night. 8 eastern in winnipeg well let's get into the conversation from territory talk this week jamison olive and i had a chance to catch up with nick alberga all right want to welcome in here on territory talk for the first time nick alberga joining us you know him as the golden muzzy you hear him a lot of different places whether it's sportsnet whether it's nhl.com number of different places covering the game that we all love nick thanks very much for stopping by here today and the first thing i want to dive into obviously We know how good this Florida Panthers team is down here in South Florida. We have been talking about them for a long time. We've seen these core players developing like Barkov and Huberto and Aaron Ekblad, of course, but seems like they're finally getting the credit they deserve across North America. What's been the perception of this Panthers team up north of the border where you
0: are? Well, firstly, boys, thanks so much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure coming on uh, a night after the Sam Bennett revenge game. You know, I'm the biggest revenge (laughs) enthusiast out there. That's that's how
3: we'll remember that game.
0: Nothing else. (laughs) Exactly. Just, you know, if you had that goal prop for Sam Bennett, you're feeling good about life uh, on this day. But yeah, my perception has been there for a long period of time. You guys know I'm big into fantasy hockey. It started a long time ago with Alexander Barkov. Dude's unbelievable. I know it was a tough night, but it's one of 82. Every team's going to have their tough night. And I think clearly Florida is going to move on from this. Um, as for perception, like they have to be there, you know, top two, top three in this league right now, if not the best team. Um, I just think you look at this roster guys, uh, the depth, the speed, the pace, uh, the goaltending has been there. Um, you know, I, I can't spot one flaw with this roster at this point in time. And that's what scares me. If I'm the opposition moving forward now, I can't wait for the potential guys also of Tampa and uh, Florida getting together uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think it would be tremendous. So my perception has been there for a couple of years in the Panthers that they're legit boys.
3: And you talk about Florida Tampa. Obviously, we all love that in the playoffs last year. We love what we've seen from the series this year. Um, but you're up in you know Canada. Panthers Toronto uh, hasn't happened yet. Leafs Panthers. That's probably going to be a bloodbath. That's two of the top teams in the league right there. What do you expect when those teams do finally meet? Because I think that might be one of like the last kind of long-awaited matchups for the season.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I've been sort of sifting through the schedule and waiting and waiting and wondering, have these two teams played? And, well, you just answered my question. I guess not. Like It's just so hard to quantify, guys, what this Maple Leafs team is because I think they're a generational team in the regular season. It gets to the <laughs> Stanley Cup playoffs. Eh. Not so much. They haven't won a playoff round in, what, 18 years now. So I think on paper, it'll be a good matchup. But on the ice, I wonder. I think Florida's the better team. I think there's more depth. I think they're heavier. I think they're tougher to play against. And maybe you give the slight edge Toronto in between the pipes. Jack Campbell's having a vesna worthy season. That's taking nothing away from Sergey Bobrovsky. He's been really, really good, especially as of late. Uh, but I think it would be an intriguing matchup, especially up the middle. Um, and especially that top six, like I just love the pickups. The Reinhardt pickup's been huge. The Bennett pickup, uh, they they pretty much stole Bennett from Calgary. Like he's a perfect example of a guy who needed to change of scenery. He's come there and just has been outstanding and just added to the depth. Uh, Anthony DeClaire, like there's so many guys that I think it would be really, really fun to watch Toronto and sort of their big boys against Florida and their big boys.
2: Yeah, you mentioned Sam Bennett. And I said from the get-go, I thought the biggest thing for him was coming to the Panthers and having a defined role right away. In Calgary, he never had a defined role. It seemed like that role yeah. was changing all the time. He came to the Panthers. He was the second-line center, playing with good players, and things just took off right away. Nick Alberga here with us. And, uh, well, Nick, I want to get a sense to you. You mentioned the Panthers and the Lightning in the playoffs last year. We've talked to a lot of people about that. It didn't go the Panthers' way, but there's no doubt there was some valuable experience taken from that series. And I just did a, a couple of uh, radio hits uh, with uh, with outlets in Alberta earlier in the week. And what I was getting, what I was picking up from there was that, uh, again, what I've been hearing all over the place, if people, if their team wasn't playing Everybody was looking at the Panthers and the Lightning as the must-see TV in the playoffs last season. And it was a, a series where everybody knew that the winner of that series was going to make a serious run. Of course, Tampa Bay ended up making the most serious run, winning it all. But from your perspective, just how entertaining was that series? And just how much love was that series getting, uh, again, north the border, across North America? Because down here, it obviously meant a lot to hockey.
0: Yeah, I was getting tons. It was an absolute bloodbath. Like, I I still argue to this day that the toughest series for Tampa to win was actually their first round series. And they go all the way. They beat Montreal in the Stanley Cup final. We're all going to forget about them beating Montreal to begin with. But that's the track it took. So I think they they deserve to give you know the Panthers a lot of credit for for battle testing them along their route. Um, I thought the series had a bit of everything Uh, the franticness the high pace uh, we had some great goaltending at times not so much at others we had some extreme skill speed fights like pretty much I think when you watch a rock'em sock'em or something from back in the mid-90s we got all of that in a series which was I think a massive playback to like 20 years ago the way hockey was played back then and I you know for at least you know the way I look at it the way playoff hockey should be played where two opponents don't really like each other and there's nothing wrong with that guys like I I love that about this rivalry and it is a rivalry now I'd love to see them play outdoors by the way I think that would be tremendous but more so the fact that they genuinely do not like each other which I think is excellent there's there's nothing wrong with that and it just adds to the stakes of a series.
3: I'd love to see outdoor roller hockey between yeah. Panthers and lightning. Let's get really <laughs> South
0: Florida with it. <laughs> that would be tremendous, but I, I've been banging that like I I've been banging that drum for a couple of years. Like, I'd love to see that game taken outdoors if possible. Well,
3: you know, down here, we're just trying to get on national TV to begin with. Then we'll start uh, Then we'll start true. working on the outdoor game, which I think as time goes on, obviously, people are starting to take notice. And um, obviously, the team's doing well. But one guy in particular that's starting to turn a lot of heads is Jonathan Huberdeau. If you look yeah. at the NHL scoring leaderboard, suddenly Hoobie's right up there with guys like McDavid and Drysettle and Ovechkin. Um, you know, he's led this team in scoring the last two years, leading the team right now. Obviously we know he's a superstar. He's Hubi, longest tenured Panther, been here forever. You know, I think when you look at the guys on this team, you're happy, you know, is enjoying the success right now. Hubi's definitely one of the main guys since he has been through so many ups and downs here. Um, but looking north of the border, is Jonathan Hubert starting to get that recognition as the superstar that he clearly is?
0: They had better, like, uh, you know, for me, the way I quantified it. And again, we're sitting here on January 19th. A lot can change, still have the All-Star game and all that coming up. But I think it's Jonathan Huberto and I think it's Alex Ovechkin. Uh, and I put this out on Socially the other day when it comes to the Hart Trophy. Huberto's a guy like he just never gets that respect. And I, you know, funny enough, I still think it's there with Alexander Barkov. Like, and it's unfortunate, maybe it's just the way people look at that market here in Canada. And it's it's wrong. Um, that they think it's lesser or they don't really watch and they don't know. But I think if you were to watch Huberto every game, you just you see his importance to that team when he's out of the lineup and when he's in the lineup, it's, it's night and day. Um, So I think people better, better start watching Huberto. Like I think he's fully entrenched guys in this conversation for the Hart trophy. And he fully deserves to be there because I think throughout his career, he's always been that guy like, yeah, he's there in the top 10, but now I think he's, he should be in that conversation this year. And I think has a legitimate shot at this one because he's been so damn good for this team.
2: Nick Alberga here with us. And on that note of Jonathan Huberto, producing points at such a rate this season I think going into the year and you analyze the game a lot from a fantasy perspective so you could probably speak to this but going into the season we knew this Panthers team was going to score a lot of goals Uh, you just wondered there's only one puck to go around how's everybody going to get theirs well right now the Panthers have seven guys with at least 10 goals uh, a couple others knocking on the door and no reason to think the way things have been going they could wind up with seven or eight 20-goal scores on this team. And that's just a, that's an unbelievable number uh, in this day and age with the superstars still having the opportunity to produce their 80, 90, potentially 100-point campaigns. Safe to say from a fantasy perspective, if, uh, if you have a, a spot to fill on your roster right now, uh, grabbing a Panther, doesn't matter where the guy fits in the lineup, but grabbing a Panther for your team might be a, a good boost.
0: Dougie, it's a, it's a fantasy goldmine and uh, not to plug our podcast, but I'm going to NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast wherever you get your pods on YouTube, myself and Pete Jensen. We talked about this on yesterday, Tuesday's episode uh, about the Panthers and how much step there is. And we we're talking about the fact that I think currently there are 10 different Panthers players in the top 150 of standard category leagues right now. Like it's insane. I've been all over. Anton Lindell have you guys as well. Um, you know, I think there's been clearly a lot of conversation about what Tanner Janot was doing in Nashville the last little while, at least in my world. Um, but now like Lundell's on, on, on quite the role. Uh, I know he was held pointless against Calgary on Tuesday, but I think that just speaks volumes to the depth when you can have your third line center contributing that way. And then you look up at the top six and then you look at guys like Patrick Hornfist, who I know is again, banged up. I, I just think they're very similar. And maybe you guys would agree to like that blues team that won the cup a couple of years ago, where, You can get a goal from the fourth line. You can get a goal from the first line. You can move a guy from four to one or one to four. They're very interchangeable. And I think Andrew Burnett would probably be the first to tell you that's really simple and easy to coach when, when, when guys are so versatile. So like, I think in real life and also in fantasy, the versatile uh, versatility is what really, Uh, you know steps out for me when it comes to the Panthers is that you can just you know throw these guys in and out of the lineup really really simple but they they've been a monster in fantasy this season it's been a lot of fun to watch
3: and looking specifically at the blue line how much do you love that Aaron Eckblad McKenzie Weger combo for all that they do because it seems like obviously just on ice results are there but from a fantasy perspective as well they just seem to be producing every (laughs) single night
0: Oh, like even Gustav Forsling's another guy like I've picked up uh, now and again for streamer looks the last little while. Like it just seems like anybody on that Panthers roster, including the mascot, is it still Stanley (laughs) C. Panther? And and Victory Rat. Yeah, Victory Rat. Don't forget Victory. Yeah. So pick them all up and they'll probably provide (laughs) at least one fantasy point for you. Um, But Uyghur's another guy, right? Like... Uh, you know, I think if people are guilty of it, at least in this country, they don't watch enough Panthers hockey. You guys know this. I watch like every game. I watch most NHL games and the Panthers are a lot of fun to watch. Like if you're going to start somebody on hockey, start them on a Panthers game because like who doesn't love offense? Like I was going through the numbers the other day that in 2022, they're averaging like five and a half goals per game. Like that's, that's insane. And I tuned in, I play fantasy for that matter to, to get offense, uh, to watch guys score goals. And I think you're never short of that when you're watching the Panthers and everything comes from the back end. Like even, even the seamless pickup at last year's deadline, like Brandon Montour, I think has been a fantastic pickup. And then like, I'm happy you brought up Mackenzie Weger because They almost dealt him a couple of years ago in the offseason. I know Toronto was involved in that conversation. It didn't happen. And he's really taken his game to that next level. And it shouldn't be surprising in the slightest that it's all happened here under the watch of Aaron Ekblad, boys, who is uh, an elite, elite defenseman. Great to see him come back from that injury, too.
3: You mentioned a little bit of wheeling and dealing. At this point in the NHL, if you're an opposing GM and Bill Zito calls you up, do you feel like you're (laughs) getting fleeced? Are you a little hesitant at that point?
0: Oh, I think he's reached Steve Eiserman territory, right? <laughs> it's like, no, you just know. You know when you can mute mute calls? That's yeah. what you're doing. But you're like, <laughs> I, I'm not even picking up the call because I know what's going to happen here. It has to be to that point. And,
3: and on that, though, I mean, trade deadline's coming up. Every team in the league, yeah. even like you said, the Panthers top one, two, three, four team in the league. Every team wants to get better at the trade deadline, especially the teams that are going for it. If you put on your GM hat, is there maybe one or two guys out there you're already identifying as, yeah, it'd be pretty cool if this guy ended up with the Panthers.
0: Yeah, you have to be careful, I think, if you're an elite team like the Panthers. Like, I wouldn't want to tinker with chemistry too much. And I know a lot can change uh, between now and March 21st, the deadline, guys. But I wouldn't be in a rush to do much. Um, You know, maybe a depth defenseman. I just think you look at that roster. Like, there's tons of depth. I love the size. I love the bite. Um, I think ultimately they'll stack themselves up and say, hey, how do we match up against Toronto? How do we match up against Boston? How do we match up against the Lightning? And I think check, check, and check. I think they are better teams than those guys right now. You know, I, I don't want to say this because everybody says this. The goaltending is the one thing I look at, um, and that's taking nothing away from Sergey Bobrovsky. I think he's been really, really good this year. The playoffs is a different game. I think as we've seen time and time again, specifically with Tampa, and yeah, they have a unicorn named Andre Vasilevsky. That's the major wild card and wonder for me. I think if I were to look at the Panthers and say, hey, this could be why they don't win is the goaltending. But again, that's a good problem to have because your roster, their roster is so stacked. So to answer your question, and it's not a cop-out, I don't know who out there right now, right now I'd go and look at add because I think it would take away from the current roster, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. And that's one of the things Bill Zito has been so good at. I mean, you look at the Bennett yeah. trade, for example, the Montour trade, he was able yeah. to make those acquisitions without giving up anything off the active roster. And when you can do something like that, it can really boost a team. But I'm, I'm with you right now. The Panthers, don't have any holes in this lineup. Nick, always like to get the perspective from, uh, from people when they come on. Uh, anything else that you're following across the rest of the league that you see as a, a really compelling, just a, a storyline that you're keeping an eye on here at uh, this point in the season as we head into the late stages of January?
0: Well, aside from COVID, like, you know, I think, you know, something that goes clearly with COVID is like the New York Islanders, right? What kind of run can this team go on to potentially get back in the conversation? Like, there's a lot of belief on Long Island. We can do this. Uh, They've been hot as of late. But then you look at the Metro, you look at some of those juggernaut teams, Carolina, the Rangers, the Washington Capitals. Pittsburgh's had an unbelievable year for everything they've gone through with injuries and covid And then you start to wonder where it it slots in for the Islanders if they make up these, what, eight, nine games and go on this type of role. So that's one thing I'm looking at. Um, Clearly the Jack Eichel situation, I'm looking forward to seeing his debut with the Vegas Golden Knights guys coming up, probably um, following the All-Star game, All-Star weekend in Vegas, how he slots in, Uh, what that means. Also, Doug, from a fantasy era, you know, cap implications, uh, does, does Vegas need to make a move to allow them to, get a guy like Jack Eichel off uh, IR. So there's a lot of moving factors. Then you add the deadline too. Like I think there will actually be some pretty decent players on the move. The Montreal Canadians announced a new GM. Uh, is there going to be a complete sell-off? Does Carey Price hit the conversation? Like there's a lot of moving parts. And then again, full circle COVID, how much of an impact does that have on all of this moving forward?
3: And Nick, last one for me, I got to ask uh, we got you on zoom right now. We can see behind you a large mighty ducks D2 poster. Great poster, but I got to ask
2: favorite duck if you had to pick one.
0: Are you talking Ooh. from the movie or the movie. Anaheim, Anaheim from duck? From the movie.
2: Okay. Or Mighty Ducks yeah. of Anaheim if you want to go way back.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> got to be Adam Henrique. Uh, yeah, I know you're right. Um favorite duck, it's got to be it's got to be Adam Banks. Um with a close second to Charlie Conway. Um I liked all the movies. I used to have a Kenny Wu t-shirt, boys. Like those Wu Wu Kenny Wu. Yeah. So those that was the my f- most favorite gift I ever got um, in for Christmas in the last decade. We'll say my brother got it for me for my condo. Um, I'm the most diehard Muddy Ducks trilogy fan you will find. I have the box set. I've seen them a billion times and D2 is my favorite. So that's why I got it. So I'll go with Banksy. Adam Former Banks, Hawk.
2: he and he he <laughs> was a deadline acquisition. Yeah. A
3: lot of loopholes there. It was a
0: big deadline
2: acquisition.
3: <laughs> a lot so. of
0: loopholes, Jameson. You're right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's the thing. That's, that's, the one, that's the one thing they never point out in those movies, is it kind of seems like a throwaway that like Gordon Bombay becomes kind of like a smarmy lawyer at the beginning. But like all of his law stuff actually comes back throughout the entire series. Like that's how no, he, you, it, it, it actually is like one of his like greatest weapons in terms of just like that and his hockey knowledge. And I like, yeah, I like in the third one, too, when he uses his lawyer skills to keep the kids at the academy as well. See, like he just keeps coming back.
0: Scholarships right. reinstated. Yes. <laughs> Trying to
3: think of a way
2: to incorporate District 5 into all this. You
3: know, and I do think Guy Germain is it. actually maybe the best player on the team outside of Adam Banks. Maybe even. Would Adam
0: Julie the Cat win a Vesna trophy? Because I think she would.
3: If she had her movie skills, yes, because she was unbeatable in the but, movies.
0: Like that was the flawed theory of the entire series and movie. It's like if you had just put Julie the cat in, you don't go to a shootout, you don't have to stop gunner stall. Like you win the <laughs> you, game six one. You just, one, bur- you you just were- breeze through the tournament. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no wolf that the in a deal with. Like you just win every game, and that's it. <laughs> and that's the movie.
2: <laughs> Here on Territory Talk, we specialize in revisionist history of the Mighty Ducks <laughs> yeah. series, uh, going back and finding out where things went wrong. Hey, everything played out okay in the end for him. It was uh, a Hollywood. <laughs> story that unfolded nick alberga here with us covers the game uh again you can find him Sportsnet. you can find him uh a number of different platforms but uh, nick tell everybody where they can find you out there where can we find the golden muzzy
0: yeah so currently i'm uh, on twitter as you guys know at the golden muzzy on instagram uh i'm fantasy hockey analyst for sportsnet.ca and i'm also co-host of the nhl fantasy on ice podcast with the nhl alongside pete jensen so i'm staying busy and i'm trolling it's fun
2: Nick Alberga here with us. Great to have you on board. Uh, And again, we hope we can have you on again in the future. Thanks very much for your time, your insight. And uh, again, we hope to see you very soon.
0: My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Big
2: thanks, Nick Alberga, for stopping by on this week's edition of the Territory Talk Podcast. Coming up next segment, my broadcast partner on the Panthers Radio Network, Billy Lindsey, is going to join me. We'll talk about the road trip for the Panthers. We'll talk about the game coming up against Seattle. We'll talk all things Panthers. Coming up on the other side of the break, my broadcast partner, Billy Lindsey, joins me. This is the Panthers Insider Show. I'm Doug Plagans right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagin's here with you. The Panthers last night picked up a 2-1 shootout win over the Vancouver Canucks, and now they turn the page to a game tomorrow night, their first visit ever to Seattle Panthers will take on the Kraken tomorrow, nine o'clock Eastern puck drop, eight thirty Eastern. We're going to be on the air with Panthers preview. Tuesday night, Panthers in Winnipeg at eight o'clock Eastern, seven thirty Panthers preview. The Panthers will be back home coming up on Thursday at seven at FLA live arena. They'll host the Vegas Golden Knights. And then Saturday, a week from tonight at six PM, the Panthers will have the San Jose Sharks coming into FLA live arena. So that's what lies ahead for the Panthers and folks. Everything is better in a group. Bring out family, friends or anyone Ready for the ultimate fan experience? You can receive amazing benefits, including special group pricing, a welcome message on the jumbotron, and more. For more information, go to floridapanthers.com/groups or call nine five four eight three five puck well joining me here this segment to talk about the panthers road trip the continuation of it tomorrow they'll be in seattle panthers returning home later in the week talking all things panthers here my broadcast partner across the panthers radio network billy Lindsay, stopping by billy thanks for joining us here on the panthers insider show great to have you back on the show and well, uh, as we talked about on the postgame show last night, the Panthers had a nice 48 hours picking up four out of four points between Thursday in Edmonton and last night in Vancouver. Two very different looking games, but the Panthers had to like the result that they got out of those two games.
4: Yeah, they did. After all the goal scoring, and there was goal scoring in Edmonton, 6-0, but the four goals in the third period to kind of put it away, but let's talk goaltending what's starting to happen here. Sergey Bobrovsky with the first shutout out of the season in Edmonton last night. Spencer Knight steps up in a big-time way, gets the job done in Vancouver, and Spencer Knight, a little resolved. Good to see him get some confidence, but for this Panther team with all these goals, the goaltenders kind of got lost in the shuffle, but a couple of huge performances from them. The special teams starting to click power play goals. Now, you need power play goals at the right time in the games. They got one in Edmonton, the first goal of the game that kind of loosen the sticks in Edmonton got them going in the right way and then the Panthers not much going five on five against Vancouver get a power play right at the start of the third period Reinhardt's able to capitalize now they got 12 power play goals in the last 11 games coming out of break there was an emphasis on the power play being better Andrew Burnett's been able to get this power play go- going and that's a uh, another layer another added Development that the Panthers wanted to see get Mm -hmm. better, and it has. They wanted to see the road record get better in the second half of the season. They got a lot of road games that they have to play, and they're in the midst of a five game stretch and two. Big performances in Calgary and a big back-to-back nights are tough. They're tough on the legs, and you got to find a way somehow to battle through it and push through it, and that's exactly what they did. There was not a lot of odd man rushes either way. It was kind of lots of whistles, icings, and not the prettiest game, but uh, one of those road games that's just just find a way and at the end of the day you'll remember it as a win at the end of the season and good in the shootout Spencer Knight big saves in the shootout Anton Lindell he was terrific in the game in the third period in my opinion he really stood out and what a marvelous shootout goal for him is a couple of nifty moves backhand right upstairs and then Barkoff with that long reach so really well done by this Panther team to find a way to get a couple of back-to-back victories as they head into Seattle tomorrow that's going to be very interesting the first time in the new barn in seattle
2: yeah that's uh something i wanted to ask you about too bill lindsey our guest here this morning on the panthers insider show a few things going off of what you just said there i want to ask you about the power play as well this was something we talked about uh you know a month or so ago saying just need to get into a rhythm well it's gotten into a rhythm and in your mind has there been anything that stood out as the biggest difference because on one hand and you pointed to this on the broadcast simply getting more power play opportunities So Mm -hmm. maybe that's helped them get into a rhythm. Also, let's not forget that Alexander Barkov was out for a stretch and Anthony Duclair was out for a stretch. And then you had some guys in and out of COVID protocol. But now the Panthers really have uh, the healthy group, all the personnel
4: there at Andrew Burnett's disposal. What's been the biggest factor in your mind? For that, it is the more opportunities. When they were struggling on the power play, again only getting two, three power plays a night, all of a sudden they came into last night's game with the fourth most power play opportunities in the NHL. They're drawing penalties. They're working hard, and they're getting it. And all of a sudden the work ethic, the zone entries have been better on the power play. They're spending more time in the offensive zone starting to work it around. Now you can start to see the chemistry. The passing plays are becoming more crisp. And there's been more of a, a work ethic to it. The penalty killers are the hardest working guys on the ice to have a successful power play i've said it a lot, but your power play guys have to match the intensity of the penalty killers. And it looks early in the season that they're trying to just kinda make the pretty passes get cute. All of a sudden it's if the opportunity's there, we're gonna take the shot, we're gonna get bodies in front, we're gonna crash the blue paint. But to me it just it's just more of the work that they put in. It seems that it's a lot more chemistry orientated on the power play. Everyone knows what they're supposed to do. So that's starting to 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 come along. And we knew it would with all this talent. And it's just about uh, putting the work ethic. But so the the two things is they're looking to shoot the puck more, and the passing has been a lot more more on point. Mm -hmm. Early in the year, it was just the passing. There was more hope passing than kind of really determined focus passing. So that's what I'm seeing more out of this power play group is that it just seems more of a determined focus group than we've seen earlier in the season. Bill Lindsay, our guest here this morning on the Panthers Insider Show, talking Panthers power play
2: and talking tomorrow night, Panthers going into Seattle for the first time and you alluded to this a little bit on the postgame show last night, but always exciting, the first time you go into a building and it, I mean, can you think back I know when when you played, you would have had the first time that you guys went into Anaheim and you would have had the, the first time that you went into Colorado after they moved the team from Quebec uh, to Denver and, yeah. and you know, the first time that you saw some different places, what's it like the, the first time when you have you know a group of NHLers and you go into a building for the first time? Obviously, when you're a young guy and you're going to every building for the first time, that probably has a different feeling, uh, you know, completely in and of itself. But when you go into a, a new set of surroundings for the first
4: time and everybody in the league is going there for the first time, uh, what kind of things are you looking for? Yeah, it's exciting because you get there, you know, the fan base is going to be excited and the new building, even though Seattle's struggling, it's going to be full. It's there's going to be full house and it's packed. And when you're going throughout a Season, you're looking for things to kind of give you energy as a player, mm-hmm. something to go into. So when you go into a new building and it, you're looking around, and this is cool. So it's it's neat, and it kind of gives you a little bit of a boost. It gives you a little bit more energy into your system, and you know that it's going to be a packed house, and they're always going to have the first year of the new team. They're always going to have all the kind of different shows that they put on the the in-arena stuff that they got going on is always – going to be interesting you want to see what's going on in the in arena stuff it's always interesting to see what a new team puts together because you're used to every other city and what what their kind of stick is or whatever they do but going in there no oh this is what they do here but uh they'll look forward to going into seattle and it's a team that the panthers they have more skill in the kraken and that that they're going to look at and say hey this really could set us up for this road trip we we get a win Tomorrow in Seattle, then we got a winning record on this road trip, and they'll look at it from that standpoint too. That puts some emphasis on this game to make sure that we have a winning record on the road trip. So going in a new building is always—it's just fresh, yeah—and it's it's fresh for a player. And to go in there, I know this Panther team will be exci- excited just to see what the atmosphere's like. You're always interested in the atmosphere. So
2: the Panthers will be in Seattle tomorrow at nine o'clock eastern the panthers and the kraken for the first time in seattle second time ever in the second game of the season series the final game of the season series so we'll be on the air with panthers previewed at eight thirty. puck drops at nine panthers and the kraken that's going to be coming up tomorrow panthers wrap up the trip against the winnipeg jets coming up on tuesday night at eight o'clock eastern and then it's Back home against Vegas coming up on Thursday. It's going to be a 7 o'clock game against the Golden Knights. Billy, you had great things to say about uh, Anton Lindell's game Mm -hmm. last night, uh, and now we're at the halfway point last night was game number 41 of 82 for the panthers so uh halfway through his first season in the national hockey league uh safe to say this is a guy that has a very bright and long future ahead of him in the national hockey league uh, through a half a season what are some of the biggest things that have stood out for you with uh, with his game as he figures to be a guy that is you know going to be a part of the panthers plans for a
4: long time to come Really strong on the puck, really committed to the defensive side of the puck, and he doesn't cheat the game. You talk about looking for offense first, well, he's thinking defense first, much like Alexander Barkov. Then I'm gonna work the defensive side, and then I'll go from that. But if you do that, you create a lot of offensive chances. He came into last night's game with 13 points in 13 games. He did not get a point in last evening's game, but really had an impact uh, and then had that shootout goal. So he's always making an impact. He's third in the league in takeaways. He's second among all NHL forwards in shorthanded time on the ice. The underlying numbers are there, and it's just a complete well-rounded game. But the offensive game's getting better and better and better and better. And the defensive side has been there right from the drop of the puck, and he's still working at everything. So we're starting to see the evolvement. Um, Curious for the second half to see how much, because he's improved so much Mm -hmm. so quickly, the Calder Trophy race for the Rookie of the Year, the conversation, I wanna see that he's gonna maybe make a push to get in that conversation, because he, with all the stuff that he's doing for this team and such a well-rounded player that he's gaining a lot of respect and a lot of notoriety around the league. And he just make things happen. He's a very surreal hockey player and hockey smart. The Finnish players, they just seem so well-coached when they they come up and are ready to play. And he's really been an emergence on this team. You talk about signing free agents in the summer and you talk about guys maybe in their fourth year, okay, this guy's starting to develop. We did not know what we had in anton mm-hmm. we had an idea what we had in anton on yeah, you knew where the ceiling could yeah, be, yeah, 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 but we didn't know what would he do this year. Would he even make the team? Well, he made the team, and all of a sudden he's an extra piece of this puzzle that you have to be it's like going out and getting a Super free yep. agent signing in the summer. That's how good he's been. He's been a- been able to anchor that third line mm-hmm. and been a constant force. And Andrew Burnett, he, he plays him against the other team's top lines as a, as a young rookie. So it's been really impressive, and there's gonna be more growth in this second half of the season for him. So it's just the continual growth and improvement, but it's so rapid, that's what I'm so impressed by. He He's, from day one, it was good, But now it's starting to get great already, which for a young kid like that is really impressive. And he gets big matchups. And as you talked about, all the shorthanded time on ice. And you
2: played the game at this level for a long time. And just to put in perspective what it means for a guy at 20 years old to get trusted with that kind of responsibility from the coaching staff. I mean, there's a a lot of situations where maybe rookies, 20-year-old guys don't find their way into certain situations, but I mean, it seems like the the coaching staff has no doubts about his ability to handle uh, really any situation that could come up on the ice.
4: Yeah, and it's true. If I go back to my experience when I started as a 20-year-old, I had no idea because I was a big scorer and junior like Lundell scored everywhere he went and I came in the NHL and you're thinking if I go 10 games without a goal you're almost devastated. But Lundell, he knew how to impact a game without scoring. It took me three or four years to realize – Okay, well, I can impact the game. I don't know have to score goals, but if I check, I hit, uh, I do the right things defensively, then I can play in this league. But it took me a, mm-hmm. it took me three, four years to kind of figure all that stuff out. That's why I'm amazed by a 20 year old kid that comes in and he can grasp and understand that. And that's why there's going to be such a long career and such a long future in this league for a player like that. Because if one, if you can skate and you can kill penalties. You can play in this league forever just on those two things. Uh, that's pretty much what got me by. But there's an offensive side there that's we're just starting to get you know, the taste of. Eventually down the road, there's going to be more power play time involved, even more responsibility given to his game. But it's smart, and he's hard on pucks. He's strong. For 20-year-old kids, that's what you're looking for is – Do they get knocked off the puck easily? Do they win puck battles? He doesn't. He just wins puck battles, one-on-one battles. And that's why he gets the penalty killing time because he's going to put in the effort. He's going to block shots. So it's for Anton Lundell and this Panther team, it's just such a smart draft pick. And you look back, how do you win in the NHL? You draft smart. Mm-hmm. And you look at Ekblad, you look at Huberto Barkoff, now Lundell, and what they've been able to do. They've really built this nucleus through the draft, and the latest one piece to the puzzle as far as drafting really well is Anton Lundell. And you're going to need it down the future because uh, salary cap, when you have to sign guys like Huberto and guys, then players like Anton, Anton Lundell and drafting mm-hmm. well, then they become even that much more critical to your hockey club. So that's why it's so important to draft well and pick players like Lundell.
2: Bill Lindsay, our guest here, a couple quick ones before we let you get going here. A rare Saturday without a game for the Panthers. I'm sure that's another thing as a player, you're just kind of conditioned to play a game on a Saturday. Even if you have played the last two nights, you probably feel like you should be playing a game because it's Saturday. Panthers have the rare Saturday night here with no game, of course, back on the ice tomorrow night in Seattle. Uh, For the Panthers, we've seen them uh, on this trip last two games they've won back to get back games we talked about it right off the top here two different looking games they had the six nothing runaway win against Edmonton and then they had the kind of grinded out game last night against Vancouver Uh, what are the big keys for the Panthers going into the game against the Kraken Uh, one of the teams that beat the Panthers on home ice this season Mm. hasn't happened very often but uh, one of the three teams to get a win at FLA Live Arena other than the Panthers is the Seattle Kraken what's it going to take for the Panthers to get a split in the two-game season series
4: a little angry a little revenge hey you came into our building we want to show you what we're made of uh you came in here yeah an expansion team came in one of the best teams in the league and beat them and one of three losses Mm -hmm. yeah to Seattle so Andrew Burnett, the coaching staff's going to be made well aware of that to the players. Hey, they came into our building and they, they put it to us pretty good. Let's, you know, let's not lose two in a row here to an expansion team. Let's go on the road. So there's always something that you're looking for a coach to draw motivation out of your players. And if you get beat by a team once and you only get two chances at them and they're an expansion team, that's probably what they're going to say. Let's go out, put our best foot forward. And tomorrow... Being a saturday off it's gonna be exciting for them because in i i almost know exactly what's gonna happen it's gonna be a day off and you got the football playoffs so they're all probably gonna be gathered together somewhere get a room wherever it is uh at, at a restaurant and get the big screen tvs and get together and watch some playoff football as a group and i always enjoyed those days they had the they had the dog sledding in Banff. Yep. Um, now tomorrow you'll probably have a big football day at a restaurant, and that's kind of the team bonding stuff that's always good for a road trip like this uh, where you get really together as a group and get to, to know each other because this Panther team hasn't had a lot of that. So they get to spend a lot of time together and do some fun stuff on the road and that'll after a couple of big wins tomorrow will be fun yeah. you're gonna enjoy it and get some rest so they're gonna enjoy their saturday and I, I believe that'll also help them for saturday or sunday for your mindset when you just get a day to kick back and kind of relax it just doesn't happen that mm-hmm. month, ha- happen that often and it happens on a great weekend where there's nfl football games and they're all sports fans they love to watch the games and go out even even the the european players they're all the guys that say hey let's go watch and they'll come along so uh, they'll use all that and they'll get ready for Seattle and that's
2: what uh, they'll be doing uh, the Panthers and the crack in tomorrow in Seattle nine o'clock face off 830 Panthers preview as always Billy Lindsay my broadcast partner across the Panthers radio network thanks very much for stopping by for taking some time out for us this morning and now uh, you go enjoy the rest of your Saturday watching uh, the NFL playoffs and uh, and enjoying a Saturday without a game
4: yeah you as well my friend and uh we'll look forward to more late night hockey. We'll have to get a rest, uh, recharge ourselves and, uh, get back. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Sunday and seeing what Seattle's all about and, and the building there and see what the atmosphere's like. And another big win for the first place Panthers. It's fun to say, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, We've, uh, we've taken the shots over there, so it's nice to give the shots back for once and be at the top of the league and kind of kind of stick our chest out at this very moment. Yeah, the
2: Panthers at the halfway point of their season, 41 games played out of 82, and the Panthers have the top record in the National Hockey League. And that's going to do it for this installment of the Panthers Insider Show. The Panthers coming off back-to-back wins, back at it in Seattle, coming up tomorrow at 9 Eastern, and then Tuesday at 8 Eastern, the Panthers in Winnipeg, and then Thursday at 7, the Panthers are back home against the Vegas Golden Knights, and then Saturday at 6, a week from tonight, the Panthers have the Sharks on home ice. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. That's going to do it for this morning's edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Big thanks, Billy Lindsay, for stopping by that segment. I'm Doug Plagans, Panthers in the Kraken, tomorrow night at 9 Eastern across the Panthers Radio Network. Until then, this has been the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Okay, picture this.
1: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: Auto Parts